anybody think that I was going to beat Juice Robinson? Maybe. Did anybody think that I was going to beat Shingo Takagi? Probably not. Did anybody think that I was going to beat Billy Goat Will Ospreay? Hell no. Yet here I am, leading the D-Block with six points. So do you believe me now when I say that this is my year? Do you believe me now when I say that this is my time? Do you believe me now when I say that I am winning the G1 Climax? Because this is my year, this is my time, and I'm winning the whole damn thing. So expect me. David Finley is the block leader. How's too busy talking about Will Ospreay being snug at the top 3-0 after a win here tonight, but my God, David Finley's making believers out of all of us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially those who are going to Ref Chumpy's Chump Bump Boot Camp. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> my name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hey, my name's Andy, uh, or Mr. Andy, or that Mr. Guy, <laughs> and I gotta say, we're talking about one show tonight. Uh, we're talking about the G1 32, excuse me, 32, night 10, <laughs> and uh, finally, everyone was on Twitter this morning, and it was a lot of fun, so uh, thanks for the fun. We had a lot of you know, there's like people tweeting at us that are like, oh, here's a wrestling opinion. And I'm like, man, I don't care. I just want to talk about Chumpy in this, like having, you know, his own camp where he teaches people how to, to chump bump. <laughs> That's what yeah. I want to talk about. That was a lot of fun. And if you do want to interact with us on, on the Tweety, yeah. how dare you talk about wrestling for one motherfucker. It's like, how dare you? Oh, we swear, by the way. Uh, but you can interact with us on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Trucifer Tweets. We are collectively there at NeverOpenPod. And you can always send us uh, written or voice emails, neveropenpod at gmail.com. Also, we have a Teespring store where you can get merch that will make you look never as fuck. So there you go. Nice, nice and easy. Professionalism is totally my job. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it was a lot of fun on Tweety, and we are at that point of the G1 Climax 32 where we're uh, living on a prayer because we're halfway there. Well, we're halfway through the G1. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like and, that song. I remember the video. They they like had all these. Uh, they they came down from the rafters like Sting, and they <laughs> like you know fly around and shit and playing guitar, and they all had that hair. Man, that was so cool. Yeah, that's a pretty that good song. Really- yeah. I tried living on a prayer once and uh, nearly died of malnutrition. But <laughs> did you? But did you? Did you put the T's and the P's in though? Maybe that's what happened. Is that you forgot to put the thoughts in? Because oh, I mean, shit. if you just try to live on a prayer, you need the T's and the P's. So I'm just saying. See, I was just living on prayers. There was no thoughts involved. And see, that's where Dumb I fucked ass. up. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> And before we get to our first, uh, well, first, I'm used to covering multiple shows. Before we get to the one and only night of the G1 Climax that we're covering, there is a bit of news. Mr. Guy, what is this bit of news that you have for us? Well, Carl Fredericks announced on social media that he is done with New Japan. His uh, 
we don't really know, you know, whether uh, his contract's up. We don't know if they've chosen not to re-sign him or if he's choosing to leave. But either way, uh, the relationship between Carl Fredericks and New Japan's over. And I, I mean, he never, he just never got, he never became what he was supposed to be, I don't think. And I, I still, you know, much like Tom Lawler, I've always asked the question, what is Carl Fredericks? What is he? I don't know. And so I don't think they ever answered that question. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, he's probably leaving this because he's just never really got over in New Japan, you know? No. Um, I feel like, I feel like COVID may have played a part of that. It would set things back. But having said that, like, We've seen Clark Connors come out of the same system and look at him. He's flourishing. So, yeah, I mean, like, they didn't put him in the G1. They could have. But, you know, he's, he definitely isn't or didn't become that much of anything. It's a shame. I wonder you know? if he was supposed to be in it and they had problems. And that's why Lawler is in the G1. Because it just seems like that's that was – Carl Frederick spot, right? I don't know. Just yeah. like I said, he just never anytime an opportunity like this came up where it's like, okay, this is the spot for Carl Fredericks. Either he was in a six man tag, you know, or he just was hurt or never got that opportunity for whatever reason. So I mean, maybe he's a dick. I don't know. We don't know. Pure speculation, but what isn't speculation is he's gone. Uh, it's a shame like he did the, the whole young lion thing and all that kind of stuff, but and, you know, you, you want people to succeed, I guess, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Well, him, maybe him maybe he'll succeed elsewhere. You never know. I hope so, but I just I just feel like he's just a guy, you know, and I, maybe he'll get picked up somewhere. But I I don't know. I mean, like, I guess if he's a guy that you can mold, but he's he's not young, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know why you would want him. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I hope he's does well i just i don't mean to sound like an asshole i just don't i never really got him as a fan i never really understood what he was so agreed so uh i don't know it's a shame but having said that i don't think you want to miss him too much whoops yeah and well because we're assholes yeah oh what a great song man (laughs) um the uh (laughs) <laughs> well and Gabe Kidd washed out too uh, he was a little more forthcoming with his reasons and they seemed you know legitimate and everything and I'm not trying to talk shit about him but it sucks that you know what two out of three of those gaijins that were in that same kind of like uh class of uh young lions washed out and that sucks man you know because the Japanese guys didn't you know they're all still around and they're they're all doing great so I don't know makes you wonder yeah, it does. Oh well, uh, all all the best in his uh, future endeavors. <laughs> yeah, him and Vince McMahon can go hang out. Man. Yeah. Uh, no way. I mean, like, Kafka <laughs> is can't be that bad. At least I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm just joking because they yeah, don't no. have jobs. And and you know, WWE did not send out a tweet thanking. Vince and and hoping that he has good future endeavors or whatever. I wish somebody would have done. I wish they would have done that. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. Yeah. But are you ready? Are yeah, you man. Ready. All right. We are. Wow. As I said, living on prayer halfway there. G1 climax. 32. Night 10. We are at the Shizuka Hamamatsu Arena 
And uh, can you tell us anything about this place? Oh, Luke, you better believe it, man. This is important <laughs> stuff. I mean, the Hamamatsu Arena, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a multi-purpose indoor sporting arena. It's located in Hamamatsu, Shizuoka, Japan. And it's a 15-minute walk from Terunaga Station on the Mainline Railway or a 10-minute drive from Hamamatsu Interchange at the Tomer Expressway. <laughs> this venue, Luke, has a capacity of 8,000 spectators. This arena was opened in 1990. It's been used for numerous music concerts and sporting events, notably Group C games from the FIBA World Championships and the Hamamatsu Arena was the home stadium for the Hamas Phoenix B League basketball team. I mean, I mean, if if that wasn't as prestigious as you know, I mean, obviously they're nothing compared to the Dolphins, but yeah, you know, of Aichi. But it's also another prestigious thing about this place, which is uh, another. It's similar to other places that uh, New Japan has been, is that this was also one of the arenas that hosted the official uh, games of the 2010 Women's Volleyball World Championships. We're in the fucking big time, Luke. Definitely in the big time. And you know it, too, because we start off with uh, Bad Dude Tito and Jonah Hex <laughs> versus Aaron Hanare and Jeff Cobb. I really like the uh, preview stuff between the kaijus, because uh, Jeff Cobb's been calling himself the Ichiban Kaiju, which is pretty cool. Uh, promises to be a pretty fun match. They're two uh, kind of uh, they're big, but they they're on the uh, also the shorter and stocky end of that kind of big giant thing. It's going to be a fun match. Can't wait for that, especially since like I feel like all the best big man matches so far have maybe featured Jeff Cobb. Uh, he's the That's best. True. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, bad dude also continues his quest to uh, make me like him. I really like Mr. Bad Tito. And, uh, you know, he's fine. Yeah, but he loses. Can you believe this? What? Not, not to the Ultima, but the Streets of Rage. So many ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because commentary is trying to put over the fact that, like, oh, well, Bad Tito is from the streets, you know, and, and uh, uh, the other guy, Hanare, streets fight streets so um they're <laughs> saying they're street fighters which uh, i don't think they are but um anyway well that was a match and the next luke we had uh Lance Archer. getting in first oh not not good not gonna wait for the queue okay gotcha so uh it's them and lance archer uh versus house of torture and archer gets his own entrance after everyone else is out already what? why that's weird. Uh, like, like all the like talk, talk and attackers, they come out. Right. And then House of Torture comes out and then Lance Archer comes out. Why? So Makabe Jr. But then Togo and Lance, they mix it up and it's kind of funny. You know, it's just funny stuff here. Zack Sabre Jr. does the leverage abdominal stretch thing with where he attacks evil and togo at the same time and togo doesn't know until he's in pain it's fucking great and taka and show go for a bit at the end it's really really good and sh like show gets stiffed and he's bleeding from the mouth and it's like yeah this is fucking awesome and then there's spanner shenanigans and show pins taka michinoku <laughs> yes he does <laughs> i love that and then now we've got uh yoshihashi uh, Tana uh, hiroshi tanahashi and kazuchika okada 
one of those three have belts. <laughs> We're missing a missing a match here. Oh, are we? Oh, yes, you've got that match. Congratulations, because I've got mm-hmm. Bushi, Ashinka Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito versus El Fantasmo, Chase Owens, and Bad Luck Vale. Man, it starts off with a bit of uh, ELP and Shingo. They have a couple times where they, they, they're wrestling in this, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. They're going to have the next tournament match. I can't remember if they faced each other in the Best of Super Juniors uh, a few years ago or they're in different blocks, but uh, either way, this, that hmm. match is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, you know, they do that whole uh, backrake Dermis Destroyer thing on Naito. But uh uh-huh, I got a T-shirt, which means backrakes don't work on me. But then they lift the T-shirt up over his head and do backrakes on his injured back, <laughs> which was cut up from the uh, other night with the uh, table spot with Evil. It's a fun little match, and it starts with the the end starts with this sequence that makes you at least made you chuckle because like Bushi just like drop kick Vale and Vale spills out of the ring and. He's looking strong and all this kind of shit, but no package pile driver by Chase. And, yeah. of course, Bushi gets uh, defeated. Yeah. Yeah, Bushi just took out Team T-Shirt. Like, no problem. But then he died. <laughs> so, yeah. it, I mean, it happens, you know. Uh, which, by the way, according to the internet, uh, they've never had a singles match, ELP and Shingo, but they were obviously in that uh, Forbidden uh, Door match. match yeah. And they've been in other tag matches against each You're other correct. as well. Uh, but this was this is going to be something special. That's pretty cool. So uh, next we have Yoshihashi, Tanahashi, and Okada versus Gato. Uh, Juice Robinson and uh, the Switchblade Jay White and Okada gets over on Bullet Club after they call him stupid a bunch. You yeah. like this like stupid Baka thing, right? You like that a lot? Yeah. I also like a Juice at one point yeah, pointing at Tanahashi and like, you're a cheater, Tanahashi! Which made yeah. me laugh. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I'm not a fan of the yelling because like, it's like Juice is yelling so loud and like it hard that it's like, ow, it kind of hurts to listen to. Not because of the noise, because it sounds like he's tearing his throat to shreds and it's like, ah, oh. and, and maybe it's a trick. Maybe it's like a, a wrestling move or something, but it's kind of like, ouch, it hurts my, my throaty throat. So that's, that's a thing. Um, there's all kinds of bullet club shenanigans. It's really, really fun. And Yoshihashi and juice get back at it. And that's really great too. Cause Yoshihashi is just chopping the shit out of him. And, uh, but then he puts on the worst move, the worst hold in professional wrestling. It's the butterfly lock on Gato mm-hmm. for the win. Now, Luke, I had tweeted, uh, that this is the worst move ever. And someone was like, Oh no, there's other moves that are better. I'm like, yeah, well, obviously this is, I'm just being facetious. But then you were like, Oh, when he puts the stank on it, it's good. Fuck well, off, Luke. It's, it's better. It's better. When he puts Fuck the off. on. <laughs> why why do you like why you can't stand behind your 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 co-host here, you know, and agree with me that it's a terrible fucking move? You're being all positive about the butterfly law. Kiss my ass. Dude, you kiss my ass when you talk when, <laughs> when fucking when we talk about the Tamatonga Sonata match. Fuck you. You know what I'm talking about, Mr. <laughs> I hope Sonata wins. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Tamatonga. Holy Man. shit done with the tags already yeah man this is gonna be a quick one so you know it's but i mean we're still we'll still 
talk a lot, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure we will. All right. Now, Luke, before we get to the singles matches, yep. uh, we have Lance Archer join commentary. What did you think of Lance Archer on commentary? Okay. Really? Okay. Really? Okay. Really? Okay. Really? Use different words! <laughs> Not good. Uh, having said that, like... Those that part those parts were annoying, but I do find that that he broke kayfabe just a little bit to just uh, you know tell some stories and things like that, which I kind of liked because you know we don't really get too many peeks behind the curtain and shit. So you know I'll, I I like those aspects, but yeah, okay, really, okay, really. What happens if the and then he asked the, he asked some stupid questions at some points. And he's like, what happens if uh, it's a time limit draw? I'm like. Motherfucker, you've been in G1s before. Yeah. You don't know the rules? And he's like, when was the last time we were draw? You know, yeah. like, it, it, he, he, you know, tried a little too hard maybe or something. But it's just, I, I just got frustrated with the fact that he just kept repeating stuff that Kevin would say. You know, not only, it's not, like, <laughs> come on. Not only that, we had, we had uh, Filthy Tom do commentary last episode. And it doesn't matter what either of us think about him. It was obvious to me that he's he watches the product or he's like I don't he know, knew his shit. Yes, he, knew he did. Shit. Whereas this was the total opposite. He, Mr. Archer has not been watching the product. I guess he's like I guess maybe he's busy at AW or whatever. But yeah, it was very apparent that he did not. No, uh, no. He, he wanted to talk about Killer Elite Squad a lot, and he wanted to talk about Noah and stuff like that, which some of that was kind of neat, but some of it's just like, he's like, yeah, Killer Elite Squad, we, we got GHC titles 500 times. Like, cool, bro. You're a new Okay. Fan. Okay. Okay. Really? Really? He, says, he said okay more than that uh, uh, that uh, character Pete Davidson plays in SNL chat. He's like, okay. Yeah, that was that was him on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't terrible, and I'm glad that uh, yeah. you know that Kevin Kelly had some company because I know he does not like doing it by himself. Because why would you? So I I get it, and I'm happy that they're bringing people in because that's it's a good addition. But we're gonna make fun of it when it's bad. So yeah, we'll deal with I, it. It, it, yeah of course we are. Yeah, we have to. It's just uh, it's our job. <laughs> yeah, making fun, fun of shit. stuff is our job. So, that's which right. it's, you know, that's part of professionalism. But uh, I think that part of our job has just ended because there's nothing to make fun of with this first match. It is B block action. It is Tomohiro Ishii versus the Great Okan. And, you know, the five minutes, uh, five minutes pass comes up. <laughs> and already I'm just like, this match fucking rules. So, Greater Khan starts this off smart because he knows Ishii will just come at you and move at a million miles an hour trying to knock your ass out. So Greater Khan puts him on the mat, starts doing mat shit with him like he did with Sonata. And, you know, I did like this part of Archer's commentary, though, that uh, he was saying that Ishii's got this kind of low center of gravity, so it's easy for him to wiggle out of shit. So he does have some good points here and there. Kevin so, Kelly said he he goes oh the Great Okan is long arms and legs and Ishii is uh, the opposite. kind of the opposite. <laughs> That's what he said. Fantastic. It's a it's a very apt description there. Uh, Ishii manages a couple submissions of his own, but uh, we it's obvious uh, which of the two men has the better mat game. You know, 
which, which is the Great Okan. It's one of his specialties. But uh, eventually, these two men get on back on their feet, and it's never as fuck. In fact, I would also say that they barely touch the ropes. I know there's a rope break at least at one point, maybe two rope breaks or something like that. But they barely run the ropes. Sometimes they might for you know for a lariat or something, but it's, they're hardly touched, which is not all that common. Don't think they even go outside that much either. This is all pretty much in the ring. Fucking strikes, headbutts, amazing suplexes, fucking all the shit I love. And it was just heaven for me. Like, they could have put this in the main event and I would have been really, really happy with this. Uh, it's fantastic stuff. There's a backbreaker, a chic killer, then an eliminator. And the Greater Khan is on the board. Sorry, you're going to hear some noises in the background. Yes. Very loud car right there. Awesome. Uh, I'm not sure whoever whoever that is is uh, you know well endowed clearly. So. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, I don't know if you'll hear it that much, but if a few doors down the street, they're knocking a, knock, knocking down a house, so you might hear some of that as well. But yeah, <laughs> I have to stop. Shit's- like, I'll be mentioning a point in a movie review that I'm doing, and then I'll stop. There's a freaking well endowed driver will drive past and like son of a bitch. So yeah. Uh yeah. anyway, Greater Khan on two. He's on the board now. And Ishii also on two points. Fantastic opener. Absolutely loved it. What do you think? Well, I like this, but I got a big problem with this match, Luke. And I don't even know how long it is, it but ends? it's too short. Yeah. It's too short. Yeah, it's just too short. I was like, oh, I thought they had like another three, four minutes in there, you know. Fight forever. Uh, I was also really happy that Great Khan won, obviously, and it sets him up for his match on Saturday versus Jay White, which is going to be something special. This was something special as well, and you totally called it. You know, the whole thing about how Great Khan was like, ah, oh, I'm going to keep this on the mat, right? But then when Ishii challenged him, to strikes he couldn't back down because of his pride you know so it was That's like right. you know i was fantastic but also something that you said made me think about great Khan. i know we've seen it before you know obviously but i don't know how often does great Khan run the ropes not really like, I, I, didn't... Can't, I can't picture him in my head doing you know drop down leapfrog tackle like you know i can't picture that you know i could picture him hitting the ropes and like doing a shoulder tackle into a bigger dude which i think might be the one of the only times they actually hit the ropes in this match if they did but it's like i don't know i just find that uh that's an interesting thing yet another fun thing to uh you know check out in great ocon matches and look forward to uh, you know his moniker should be so many ways you know uh that's what his should be, but not, it's not. Um, but, uh, you know, a, whole, a big chunk of my notes are block, 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 reverse, 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 block, block, reverse, reverse. Like, that's, there's big, long chunks of this match that are just that. And it's so fantastic. They, you know, they get into the magic time of this just, you know, the fantastic rhythm. And then it just ends. And I was like, oh, but that's what you want. You'd rather it be that than it be too long, right? So, um, I don't know. I thought this was really cool. It was, uh, you know, the story was quite evident and, you know, it was this fantastic pro wrestling match. I want more of it. Yeah. 
as soon as this match was end, ended, I tweeted, like, uh, I need a rematch, like, a stat. And uh, let him go for, like, 20 minutes. This was, like, 12. So, yeah. Uh, it was full ball, all action, all killer, no fill. And, uh, wow. yeah, loved it. So, let us let us go to <laughs> A block action with uh, what I've dubbed the Russian doll of, of wrestling. Because there's layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. Mr. Andy, what did you think? Of Toriano versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure that uh, Kenta Sato ref that first match, and then Chumpy, they got to bring in Chumpy for this one, right? So Chumpy's in there. Marty yeah. Sami, he's he knows he's about to have a big night, so you know he's taking it a little easy in this match, but he does get his shit in. You know, uh, Lawler uh, comes out right, and he has strange hair, um, and he just i don't know he looks a little uncomfortable and you can't quite put your finger on it though and he uh comes out and he offers yano a gift and i thought we were going to get the colt cabana spot where remember like colt cabana gave him a dvd and everyone's like oh but then the dvd was full of powder and he threw it in his face or whatever so <laughs> i thought we were getting that but we aren't because lawler has a copy of the movie starring whoopie Bolt, goldberg it's just fact. um <laughs> And I immediately was like, where's Sister Act 2? Because everybody knows that's the one that's called Back in the Habit. And it's like just one of the it's almost like Electric Boogaloo as far as like a notorious silly sequel. Um, so he, of course, he has Back in the Habit as well. Yes. And he, wants to tra- he wants to trade them to Yano for his DVD. So they do. But then Waller <laughs> does the most like. Most character shit I've seen him do since he got to New Japan. He opens up the DVD case and there's it's empty and he turns around and it's just really sad. And it's like, oh. And so they do a clap off, right? But it's a ruse. And Yano tries a hair pull. But Tom Lawler's wearing a wig. <laughs> it just comes right off, right? So, you know... We also, of course, at the beginning of the match had Tom Lawler's whole thing where he takes his shorts off uh, to reveal his other shorts below it. And boy, we didn't know we were just getting started with that. So Yano decides he's going to do that. You're going to wear a wig. Well, I'm going to steal your gimmick. So he takes his tights off and he has another pair of tights under there. And very briefly, they didn't do much with it, but his legs were tied together very briefly. And I was hoping maybe we'd get the run in the ropes with the feet tied together. But no, um, Lawler wants an arm bar, and there's a little bit of action wrestling in here, but there's a rope break. Team Filthy are on the outside, and they're going to do their pose, but no, fucking Royce Isaacs has a purple uh, getup on, and it looks amazing. It's a tracksuit, and I'm super jealous. And um, he just starts taking it off, and underneath it, he has that other plaid tracksuit under it. And so Lawler takes off his shorts, and he has another pair under that, too. And it's like, it's very silly, very funny. They do their pose, and it's great. Yano's really mad. So he tapes Royce Isaacs to the barricade right by uh, English commentary. And Royce Isaacs is like, hey, so you think I should – should I join commentary? You got share over there for me? <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. He's trying to get himself over. That was great. Team Filthy nice. uh, are what we got. So um, there's turnbuckle shenanigans, and then Yano does his little suplex throw. And more corner patch shenanigans. There's a low blow, but it doesn't work on Lawler. There's another one. It doesn't work on Lawler. He no-sells it. 
nasty knee and Lawler wins and he had a cup on. And I love that, but it does kind of break Yano forever. You know what I mean? Like all you have to do is wear a cup and you're invincible. So the next match, somebody has to wear a cup and Yano has to defeat the cup somehow. That's what's got to happen. So. Yeah. (laughs) Like if, if wrestlers don't wear a cup against Yano now, they look stupid. (laughs) Man, this was absolutely hilarious like the, the the sister act dvds and then the commentary's talking about how like they're collector's items and lance arch is like uh, can we watch these do you want to watch these with me kevin like we should watch these oh my goodness kevin, it's, it's, kevin's like no he's like no i don't want to i don't want to watch those <laughs> of course like archer wants to watch those because he's religious and stuff so you know that that makes sense but you know, it's the Russian doll of matches, of course, because there's tights, under tights, under tights, tracksuit, under tracksuit. This is hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. And uh, my favourite Tom Lawler match, uh, like, yeah. he showed a bit of character. And a, 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 a very passionate backstage comment a few days ago. Uh, he was pretty decent on commentary. And now we've got this. I'm like, all right, I can get behind some uh, Tom Lawler if, uh, if this kind of stuff continues. So... Really cool stuff. Yano's on two, and Filthy is also on the board now at two points. Uh, this is this might be one of those Yano matches that uh, I'll come back to periodically. Yeah, just yeah. have a good chuckle. And I hope that's not the peak for Tom Lawler in New Jersey. I really don't. Because man, you know, like that was yeah. awesome, but it's like kind of like ah, oh, I want him to do a strong style match <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, right now. I think his best match is the one versus Yuji Nagata, you know, but like the, and that was on the USA show or whatever. And that was fantastic. But other than that, this is the best thing he's done. So, well, he hasn't wrestled Okada yet. So I I feel like that's going to be a really cool match. And he hasn't wrestled Jeff Cobb either. He might just get his ass kicked. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm all about watching that, but I mean, he may just get his ass kicked. So we'll see what happens. Definitely. So we've had our never as fuck uh, banger to start things off. We've had our comedy match to, you know, give us a few laughs. We have B-Block action. It is Tamatonga versus Sonata. And of course, everyone who listens to this show knows that, yes, I like Sonata in the ring, but I never want him to win because he always beats guys that I'd rather lose against. I'm not necessarily sure Tamatonga is one of these people, but Sonata pissed me off last match by beating Greater Khan, so fuck him. I wanted Tamatonga to win this. Then you sent me a message like, I'm going for Sonata. Sorry, not sorry. So fuck yeah. you. <laughs> it's fine. And your descriptor of this match is a pretty good one. But what? It, which was, this match is as smooth as silk. Uh, Kevin Kelly calls these two speed demons, which is pretty correct. By the way, these guys wrestle for just a little over 15 minutes. It it really didn't feel like that. 16 minutes, 28. It felt like five or seven minutes. These guys are 100 miles an hour. They've got great chemistry, of course, which is n- no surprise to me. They, they've probably had like many a tag battle, you know, with uh, you know, Evil and uh, Tongaloa involved. But also they've wrestled in the G1. I think uh, last last year, I think, yeah. So, you know, they got some really cool chemistry. There's, oh, man, lots of reversals and things like that. 
it's they got me with one spot here and it's the O'Connell role because you know he wins with that all the time, Mr. Sonata. Oh yeah. And and that got me because I'm just like, oh shit, one, two, and he's got it like really deep too. So I'm like, oh fuck. And he kicks out. I'm like, yes. Fuck yeah. After several gun stun attempts, uh, Tamatonga finally hits it. He hits a pretty big supreme flow, but he lands hard on his knees, though. So be careful of that, Mr. Tama. But it was still pretty cool. But, yes, a gun stun, and he needs a new name for that move because he's not in Bullet Club. He needs new music because it's full of firing squad, cutthroat era, and noises. Other than that, really enjoyed this match. It's a super fast, super good time. A different style of match. We've had roughest guts. We've had comedy. Now we've got silky smooth. This and uh, both men now on four points. Really dug it. That's a good point. This is kind of like you know the junior style match that's on this show, right? And because it's like a hundred miles an hour and they never stop. Like it's just is like the only time they stop is for Tana to like or Tama to to rip his shirt off. <laughs> I mean that's like and Pretty it's much. so smooth. I I have a criticism of it. Um, and I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here because I really like this match. But it's all my, you ever watch Brad Armstrong wrestle? OK, he's like one of the best wrestlers ever, but he's so smooth that nothing looks like it hurts. So like his matches are fucking boring because all of his shit doesn't have any impact to it, even though it looks incredible. It just doesn't look incredible in the way that like other stuff can you know or the way it's kind of supposed to it doesn't look like anything he does hurts and that's kind of what this match is like it's like it's just it's a little too perfect guys i mean jesus christ and so i was watching this and i was having a hard time you know paying attention a little bit just because of that and so i thought i'd mention it but um you know i also think that i i just want to point this out too because i'm setting up a point i'm going to make later about the main event and that this match here it kind of had zero selling and zero psychology, which is okay. I'm not mad at that because it wasn't about that. It was about, we're going to just try to kill each other with speed and you don't have time for that other shit. So this was a certain, you know, like I said at the beginning, this little diatribe is that, you know, this was another style of match that was on the show. So I'm not mad at it, you know, or anything. It's just, it wasn't my favorite. Um, You know, I, I didn't really care who won. I was just trying to get, get a rise out of you, but um. <laughs> yeah, Tonga won. I don't care who won this match at all. But, uh, <laughs> it was, it was good. It's just, you know, it was just different. Um, I guess so. <laughs> when the uh, only kind of nitpicky thing you have to say about this match is it's almost too perfect. It's uh, too good. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a good position. It's a good problem to have. Uh, it's not a huge complaint there. So uh, let's go to our C block match. It is. Hiroki Goto versus Kenta. I thought it was good stuff. It, maybe it started a, a little slow for me. I thought they'd just just go at it. Not full ball, but I don't know. I just maybe. But I do like that uh, Kenta is definitely obsessed with Goto stuff. And uh, have a drink, everyone. Every time Archer says stick. Oh, you're dead. Oh my goodness! This is it's pretty good stuff. Uh, both both men like trading moves, beating the shit out of each other, and then uh, you know, red shoes is down. What what does Kenta do in that situation? Of course, he grabs the staff, 
not only that, he it's kind of weird and dirty. He kind of caresses the the top of it. <laughs> I even said, thanks, Reason JP, Chris Charlton, for not responding. It was a serious question. I asked if Kenta had a chapter in his book dedicated to his staff obsession. I never got an answer. God dang it. Doesn't sound like a serious question, to be fair. Shut up. Yeah, it wasn't. But, you know, you can always just, like, say, no. It, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I do like that uh, the reason Red Shoes is knocked out is because of Kenta. Uh, but when uh, Goto grabs his staff back, Kenta just runs back to the corner, wakes up Red Shoes enough and points to him going, Oi, Oi look, he's got the stick. Oi, what's going on here? He's he cheating. hides behind him, too. He's like, yeah. save me from this crazy, crazy murderer with a stick. It's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, not quite as never as maybe I thought it would be, but it's still a really fun time. What? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think maybe, maybe you like this match more than I did. I didn't dislike it, but uh, I didn't. It wasn't like my favorite match of the night either. Uh, but uh, there's a. What happened near the end here, Mr. Andy? Because uh, Kenta goes to the go to sleep, and what does. Fucking, did they fuck it up? Does he, does Goto just fall down or something? Because then Kenta picks him up. It's like, redo, go to sleep. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I think Goto just wiggled out, but he wasn't supposed to. Or Kenta just dropped him and forgot to bring his knee up. They just had to redo the finish, which kind of sucked. But, I mean, it's fine. I blame Goto, you know? I mean, obviously. But... This is tremendous. I don't know what your problem is. This match is awesome. And it's funny because you're like, you're talking about how it's slow at, at start, you know, because Goto is stealing everybody's shit. He's trying to do the Tanahashi beginning like match start. He's doing a thing where Kenta wants to run the ropes and he's like, no, 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 headlock. You know, that's, that's Tanahashi and Okada can do that, not you. So Goto's stealing everybody's shit. And, and that's kind of one of the cool things about this match is that like, you know, Goto's hubris and and whatnot, I think, is what ends up beating him because he tries his own go to sleep. He's like, fuck you. I'm going to do go to sleep. And that's what ends like leads to him losing. So it's like I love that Goto is finally getting some comeuppance for stealing everybody's shit. You know, I can't Kent is like, hey, I'm going to steal your shit and I'm going to hit you with it. It's which is what he does. And then when Goto tries to steal some shit back. He loses the match, and it's great because after the match, Kenta's like, I don't need you anymore to the to the fishing pole and just kind of throws it away. He gives it to the broken arm young lion and says, take that back. And, uh, you know, it's just great because Ke- Kevin Kelly picks up on it right away, and he's like, oh, he's used, the, he's used it, you know, meaning like you would use a person for sex. So <laughs> I, I love yes. this, and I thought it was pretty fucking never like – but it was all one way. It was Kenta just beating the shit out of Goto. He would kick him so hard, Luke. And there was one point where Goto started to fire up, and Kenta just slapped the ever-loving shit oh out of Goto. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. That was pretty, I love those palm never. strikes. Yeah, so that, was that pretty shit dope. was amazing. So, I mean, it, you know, I get that, you know, it was a long match. I don't know how long, but uh, it, I don't know. I really liked it. There was a part where um, Kenta is beating up Goto and he does the big giant step over, which is one of my favorite moves ever. And then he conducts the crowd like he's Seiji Ozawa. So I had to get the Seiji Ozawa reference in there. So I, I just, 
I really like this a lot, and I obviously I love when Kyoto gets beat up, and that's what this isn't it. Is. Isn't it good when uh, New Japan gives us both what we want? Sonata losing and Goto yeah. losing. Yeah. yeah, it was the year. So you know, we, we, you and I were both riding pretty high at this point. I do, do want to point out because I am the guy who has to at least look at the scores, so just so I can go at the end of the match. Tam- uh, Kenta onto Goto on four. Uh, did telegraph uh, at least three of the five matches for me because uh, Greta Khan was on zero, Filthy was on zero, and Kenta was on yeah. zero. So they all three um, won. <laughs> yeah, they had to win because uh, I think it's way too early to be like, they're knocked out for good. I think Yano is, but it doesn't really matter for Yano. Yano's there as a wild card, bitch. <clears throat> but yeah, he's going to spoil something for somebody. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, has he wrestled Jeff Cobb yet? I don't think so. Bingo. No. You know, I'd love it if uh, Jeff Cobb defeats all these dangerous kaijus. There and, you go, yeah. And, and, and then uh, Toriano is just like, ha ha. <laughs> All right, so that's yeah, that's hmm, that's a good story right there. I like that. So, yeah. and I don't think I don't think they've had a singles match. Yeah, I don't I'm think they sure have. Either. This is first one, so yeah, might be first one. That's gonna be an absolute blast. I I don't wait for that. And speaking of an absolute blast, uh, here it is. It's D block action. It is David Finley. Versus Will Ospreay. Mr. Guy, what did you think of David Finley versus Will Ospreay? I watched this twice. So nice. I watched the finish finish like three or four times because the finish was so cool. And like, if you remember earlier, I was making the point about how Tama Tonga and Sonata, no psychology, no selling, a million miles an hour, so smooth that everything looks like it doesn't hurt. This was the opposite of that as far as it's 100 miles an hour, all right? There's lots of psychology and lots of selling, and everything looked like it hurts really, really bad in this match. The impact of every move in this match is just as as big as it could be, you know, without being cartoonish. It's it's fantastic. Uh, you know, it's a fast pace right out of the gate, and they just you can tell they're just trying to outbump each other, and it's going to be wild. And so the pace of the whole match is insane. All the moves. I do, I mean, like, all of them. And, you know, like I said, but unlike Tama and Sonata, it's smooth, but it's smooth in a way that looks very stiff and painful. You know, and the timing, some of the timing in this match is like, wow, this is the most, I didn't know that could look that good. You know, and when they do stuff you've never seen before, it looks so natural because the timing is perfect. And 10 minutes in this match is gone. And you're like, what? You know, like, like, yeah, there's a huge top rope superplex. And I mean, tippy top uh, from Finley. And that gets Finley a two count. And then we get some fun stuff. There's an os counter on the apron and Finley almost gets counted out. As soon as he get ba- gets back in the ring, he's met with a like almost coast to coast drop kick that just looked so awesome, man. And the timing was he, he you know he gets in the ring, looks up, boom, he gets hit. I mean it was like it was so good. Um, I love that. And the, then uh, shit gets really amazing. There's an ins- insane strike from Will, and then another off cutter for two. And these are all parts of the match where we're thinking that he's gonna that Finley's gonna lose, you know. Super Definitely. stunner, 
to counter a third rope os cutter or a, a top rope os cutter, uh, which is the third os cutter. So that was wild. He like jumps off the springboards or something to do an os cutter, fucking super stunner. You know, Will goes flying. The timing on that was so awesome. I, I can't say that enough. There's a, a acid drop and Finley tries the trash panda, who's steel driver, and absolutely perfect timing. The finish of this match. Here comes Will. He's trying for the hidden blade. Fucking, I mean, without turning around, Finley just fucking puts him in a backslide, which flips Will over. He, you know, hits a stunner, then picks him up for the trash panda and gets a win. And it happens quicker than I said it. It is the finish is so cool, man. And this match is fantastic. You heard Finley's comments after the match at the top of the show. Uh, I was wrong about him. I thought they weren't going to do shit with him. And this kind of helps. I'm sure you can tell me more about like the story stuff, but like, what'd you think of all this Luke? This is pretty cool, huh? This match is nuts. I'm pretty sure I said this match is nuts. Like it was only five minutes into the match. <clears throat> I absolutely loved it. Now Will's in it. So of course you expect it to be good, but I, and I know he's had a good match now against Shingo. He's had a good match now against juice. Now he's had a great match against Will Ospreay. Uh, I like this David Finley. I wanted more of this David Finley. I got it. It's fucking cool. And now that he's pinned, Osprey doesn't really have to win many more matches, Mr. Finley. But and this is big for him. I think that was that. This is what's been missing for Finley. I think <clears throat> uh, a character. Now he's kind of got one uh, where people just kind of underestimate him and stuff, and he overcomes. Also, like. You know, you want to make someone a bit of a big deal in New Japan? Give him a couple of wins. He doesn't have to beat everybody, but now he's got to win over two former world champions in uh, Shingo and Osprey, yeah. which is pretty fucking cool. I thought this match was like a 100 miles an hour. Fuck that. This was like watching fucking Flash and Superman wrestle. It was just so fast. So crisp, but also has that gnarliness that you 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 mentioned. It's like, yeah, I like the Tamasanata match a lot, but it is really really fucking smooth. This one has that smoothness to it, but also that oh fuck kind of aspect like to it. it. Hurts. Like, yeah. What the fuck? I'm like, please don't die, please, please live. And I think just like. Uh, Finley says at the end of this match, you all thought Will was going to win, didn't you? I was like, yeah, yeah, we did. We sure did. Uh, I did not expect Finley to be the third man to reach six points in the G1 Climax 32. He cuts a promo at the end, which is awesome. He's like, hey, uh, Osprey, next time you defend that belt, you're wrestling me. And here, take it back. Now, every time you look at it and every time you put it on, I want you, you're going to know that you're living on Warwick time because that's my belt, motherfucker. And uh, then you, then, you, then it's a face promo. I'm going to win the G1. Expect me and all this kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, I, like, before, before this match started, I was like, I think this is like Finley's coming out party or something like that, man. And you were just like... <laughs> I might still Did be you, right, but we'll see. So. You might be, but they're giving him something. Hey, United States title shot. Uh, at the end of this match, I felt the same way as I did at the end of the Ishii Greater Khan match. Uh, rematch, please. That was awesome. Give me some more of that. And 
we are going to get more of that. Uh, I don't know when, but uh, you, you just know that uh, Finley Osprey 2 is down the line. Fuck. That was an absolutely fantastic main event. Another five matches of just sheer fun, good time. I, what, it's, it's like if I loved Night 9, that was a really fucking awesome show. And then I absolutely loved this night too, even though I did have that minor niggle. Like, remember when I made that point at the end of last show about, oh, it's easy for me to predict some of these victories because of the points and because of the smaller blocks, it's kind of easier. Yeah, well, I knew Granite Khan, Filthy, and Kenta were winning. Matches are fucking great. So shut the fuck up, Luke. Don't complain. Yeah, that that kind yeah, of thing. Literally. Yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't, well, maybe I, yeah. It's just a minor thing, but, you know, I'm still going to watch all the matches and try to get as much out of them as I possibly can, of course, because I freaking love New Japan Pro Wrestling and I adore the G1 Climax. So, wow. We're yeah, you know, it's a, good, it's a good G1 Climax when we're talking about David Finley's moments and how amazing he's been, because I, I really love that match. I don't know if it was better than the Juice match. Like, the Juice match was fucking awesome, and it was awesome in a different way. You know, but man, you know, Finley has, he's, you know, he's doing great. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this ends up becoming something for him and he doesn't, you know, six months from now, he's not just, you know, the guy, the guy losing and, you know, tagging with Giotto and, and Tama Tonga, you know, so um, that's what I hope isn't going to happen. We'll see. But, uh, but Luke, I mean, we got a good big weekend coming up. We got three shows right in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's sure uh, one. One is in this town called uh, uh, in, hey, man, it's in there. Heim, so, yeah. yeah, so it's there. And that's kind of the highlight. There's probably going to be Jeff Cobb versus uh, Jonah Hex. But we also have Tanahashi versus Evil, uh, Tai Chi versus Chase Owens and Naito versus Hanare, which is a scary match for Naito. Because that's like the trap game, you know what I mean? That's like the one you got to win and you should win, but maybe not, you know? Yeah. Uh, Juice versus Utrecht. Um, but, uh, but then, after that, you know where we're going next? Osaka. That's right. That's right. They're going to be so loud, man. They're going to be so loud. What are some of the highlights from Saturday's show that's coming up? All right. So we will have... Uh... Yoshihashi versus El Fantasma. And uh, Yoshi's been pretty decent in this G1. I don't think he's particularly oh, yeah. lost in any of his matches. And you know El Fantasma is going to make that a super fun time. We got Toriano versus Mr. Lance Archer. Uh, we got Hiroki Goto versus Zach Saber Jr. Uh, and <clears throat> then we've got, like, for me, these are two marquee kind of matchups that I'm just absolutely fucking excited for. Like, it's the Great Okan versus. Jay White, and you know I love you know I, I you know I love a wrestler when if he beats one of my other favorites I'm like okay cool so I'm gonna say that I've been saying that Greater Khan needs a fucking big win like he needs I'm not saying Ishii's not a big win but you know a big name win and he beat Naito yeah. like a, over a year ago so. You know, if he manages to overcome Jay White, I wouldn't be too angry because I want to see the New Japan be like, oh, yeah, we got something in this great car. I know they know, but you, you know what I mean. I want it now, now, now. And then we get the main event, which 
dude, this is like, come on, it's Shingo versus Osprey. You just know it's going right. to be fucking insane. And uh, we're, insane. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely crazy. And then on Sunday, we're still in Osaka. What do we got? We got uh, Aaron Hanare versus Evil. Tom Lawler's back for his second match, I guess, or third match. Fourth. Like he's barely wrestled. So he's facing Bad Luck Fale, which that he has a chance to win that one. You know, that's a possibility. Then we get Juice Robinson, the man is rock hard, versus extremely large phallus, which is going to be wild. That'll be amazing, man. Uh, Ishii versus Chase Owens. That will be very good and well wrestled. And then the main event is Jonah Hex versus Okada. So that'll be, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a very, a very telling match. I don't know what to make of Jonah yet. I'm still like the, the jury's still out on him for me. And so like, I really like him, but I'm not, you know, hundred percent sold yet. on him. So, yeah. 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 I'm still, still waiting to see what he can do. So. Like I'm definitely expecting Okada to win that, and that's that's fine. It is Okada, <clears throat> but uh, you know he's another big man with, with the Jonah. They've never wrestled a singles match before, so that's always exciting when you get a fresh, brand new matchup. And uh, if Okada continues to use that money clip in uh, that way, he's in a Fale match. I'm there for that too. I wonder if he can do an absolutely insane air raid crash on Mr. Jonah as well. I guess we shall see. So yeah, it's. Uh, a pretty big weekend. Do you have plans this weekend? Throw them out the window because the fucking <laughs> on, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I hope that I'll be live for these. It might be tough, though, because I actually have to work this weekend. But, uh, you know, we'll see. It's uh, it's always interesting the what they do with the ones, the, you know, weekend shows where they'll be like, okay, so Friday's show is 6 a.m. for me. And then I can't see the second one. Uh, Saturday uh, will start five o'clock, uh, six o'clock my time. So that's probably four, like four a.m. Yeah, yeah, for me. And I and won't be seeing what? you on Sunday. Yeah, no one a.m. on Sunday. Fuck. One uh-uh. a.m. So uh, I definitely will not see you on Sunday live, and that's fine because that's pretty fucked up for you. But uh, is it fine? Is it fine, Luke? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know you'll eventually watch it, but, but hey, it's gonna have to be. Everyone listening. Mr. Guy will probably not be awake for the Sunday show. He's working and it's a it's you know, it's some crazy time. So I need someone to keep my ass company. So fucking Yeah. Everyone else needs to be awake. I don't care what your lives are like. Be there. God damn it. <laughs> we we do care. We want your life to be good. So Yeah, of course. But yeah, so uh wow. Three pretty uh fun action packed nights coming up. Uh, I am preferring the four tags, five twenty matches format. So, whew, so you know the uh, the tags just feel like they're finished like that, and then we have a bit more breathing space for the uh, the tournament matches. So, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Now, Luke. So uh, this is a record breaking episode. I don't know if you knew this. What is uh, it? This is uh, the shortest episode ever. Of the Never Podcast. Oh wow! We welcome everyone. Maybe we were not. so excited, so excited, so excited to talk about tonight. Uh, we didn't do any kind of like silly TV show, movie preamble kind of stuff. Yeah, no. that's how excited we were to talk G1 today. <laughs> 
I don't think our listeners are going to complain that they've got a shorter one. No, okay. they don't. They don't complain ever. Oh yeah. If you have any complaints, uh, send your emails to Joe at smartwrestlingfan.com. All right. I'm. <laughs> he, he would love that. All right. So man. Oh, sorry, Vaughn. Damn one show shows. But uh, unless you've got anything to add, Mr. Guy, Ingato, we trust. Seiji Ozawa.